Well, my friends, welcome to another Blues in the Blood podcast. Well, the gear is in tune, the mics are hot, and the crowd's getting restless. The music is just about ready to start, so get a refill on your favorite drink, grab a seat, and get ready to get some Blues in the Blood. Hi, this is Buzzy Jackson, author of A Bad Woman Feeling Good, and you're listening to a special Women in Blues show on the Blues in the Blood podcast. Show number 24 of the Blues in the Blood podcast. Welcome back, my blues brothers and sisters, but especially my blues sisters. Well, this is Dave Harrison coming at you once again from that little rockin' studio in the Star City of Virginia. This is a special women in blues version of the Blues in the Blood show, and uh, it's really created to give well-deserved credit to the impact that women have made in their contributions to the blues. You know, I've spent a long, t- a long time pulling tunes together for this show, and I've been working on it for months. But not only will we feature uh, only fem- female blues artists, but I'll be sure to include signed artists, but also the very talented independent artists. But what's also unusual about this show is we're featuring uh, pieces of an interview that I conducted with Buzzy Jackson, the author of A Bad Woman Feeling Good. I've compiled so much material that I'll be adding another another second show, Women in the Blues Part 2. Well, the first song that, you, that you've already heard was a perfect introduction to this show. You know, it, it kind of just demonstrates the attitude of the independent, powerful blues woman uh, in control of her music, her attitude, and her sexuality. That song was filled with really cute su- uh, sexual d- double entendres, and uh, that was Margaret Webster singing... You got to give me some. That, that's off the 2003 document records, Rude Dudes CD. So, who else are we going to hear from today other than Margaret Webster to celebrate those women in the blues? How about Ma Rainey, Geneva Magnus, Shamikia Copeland, Karina Grayson, B.J. Allen with uh, 
who's the vocalist for Blue Voodoo, Jan James, Coco Taylor, Michelle Lundeen, the Detroit Women, and Sapphire and the Uppity Women Blues Band. All right, well, in honor of all the women in the blues, let's crank it up, my friends. We're off and running. Alligator recording artist Shamikia Copeland with Breaking Out, which is on the uh, the Soul Truth CD. You know, since she first appeared on the scene in 1997, she's become a real roots music superstar. Her father was the late great Johnny Clyde Copeland, and he recognized her talents and had her singing at, at uh, Harlem's Cotton Club at the age of eight. She's certainly been a great contributor to the blues. Well, my friends, I'm delighted to have as a guest on our special Blues in the Blood Women in Blues podcast someone who's contributed a great deal to the body of knowledge about the women who broke the rules, creating their own legacy of how to live and love and survive through singing the blues. With us is Buzzy Jackson, also known as Dr. Sarah Jackson, professor of history at the University of Colorado. She's the author of the great book, A Bad Woman Feeling Good, Blues and the Women Who Sing Them. Buzzy, welcome to the Blues and the Blood Show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you with us, Buzzy. And uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you're the uh, the very first Blues in the Blood interview. So um, thanks. I appreciate it very much. Oh, well, I'm honored to be the first interview. I had no idea. Yeah, and if you would, Buzzy, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got that nickname, Buzzy. 
Yes, I, um, the nickname is actually from my uh, Russian grandmother who called me uh, Buzhika, which is some <laughs> kind of Russian term of endearment when I was an infant, and um, nobody else could say it, so it got shortened somehow to Buzzy, and then it just stuck, so it's really been there since my first days of life, and, um, you know, I think with the name Sarah Jackson, it's a, it's a lovely name, but it's, um, there's a lot of Sarah Jacksons out there, and there's not that many Buzzy Jacksons, I don't think. So I just decided to stick with it. You know, once I got to an age of uh, decision about it, I just stuck with it. Well, that's good to know, Buzzy. I thought for a minute it might have been a marketing gimmick for your book. No, it's the real thing. Buzzy, have you always been a fan of the blues, or did the book spawn your interest? I always have loved blues music. I, um, I grew, growing up, my mom had a lot of Bessie Smith records, and so I heard those a lot. And um, my dad is a really huge uh, jazz fan, and um, so there's always a lot of music around. Um, I just kind of got inspired by looking on my own bookshelf at the books that I really love, and I thought, you know, what are the books that I just love reading, that I admire and kind of inspire me? And it turned out a lot of them were about music. Uh, Griel Marcus's books, Peter Guralnik's books, uh, Robert Palmer's Deep Blues. And I thought, you know... I think there's actually a need for a book that is about blues women. It's not to say there's no other books about blues women out there, but a lot of them focus on, say, just one artist. Um, And I thought that it would be good to have something that combined um, sort of a genealogy of women in blues. And so I suggested it to my advisor, Professor Litwack, and he thought it was a great idea, and so I just went for it. And um, I'm really glad I did because it was a great... It was a really fun thing to work on, and while some of my colleagues were toiling away on the tax records of colonial Massachusetts, <laughs> I got to listen to blues music and actually write off all my CD purchases. Wow, so there, there you go. Buzzy, your book has a great history, the beginning of women in, in the blues, and have historians been able to, uh, to determine when and who specifically could be considered the first women blues performer? Yeah, I mean, that was obviously something I tried to research and look into. Um, I mean, I'm kind of about two, of two minds about that whole issue. One is that there are certain women who are singled out um, as the people who everyone remembers being the first blues singers, male or female. There's a woman named Mamie de Doom uh, in, in New Orleans who Jelly Roll Morton is famously sort of cites her as the first person anyone ever heard of playing the blues, and she played uh, the piano in uh, basically a house of uh, prostitution in New Orleans around the turn of the century, and um, she's often cited. Um, uh, Ma Rainey cites a an unknown, you know, anonymous young, young girl singing something that later became called the blues um, earlier, sort of in the 1880s or 90s, but of course... Rainey didn't know her name, and she says that she basically heard a young girl singing this song. She thought it was a really strange song and not like anything she'd ever heard before, but she decided to copy it and include it <clears throat> in her act. And um, and that's how, apparently, Ma Rainey started singing the blues. So I think, mm. you know, I think the reality is that because blues really evolved from so many sources and it is essentially a folk music, um, we're not ever going to know or really wouldn't want to know, I think, like, that there's just one person responsible. You know, it's really a collaborative effort, I would say. All right, Buzzy, well, let's take a little bit of a break from our interview and play a song from an early blues singer by the name of Gertrude Pridgett. Uh, This song was recorded on October 15th in 1924 in New York City. And for those listeners out there that uh, they're thinking that name doesn't sound familiar, this special singer is, in fact, Known as the Godmother of the Blues, this is Ma Rainey. She's accompanied by her Georgia jazz band, Here's Booze and Blues. Oh, 
with Ma Rainey. Let's listen to a couple independent artists. Here's Karina Grayson, along with Matt Schofield, singing Why Get Up, followed by Disneyland for the Blues, talking about Beale Street. This will be B.J. Allen, the lead singer for Blue Voodoo. Enjoy.
If you'd like more information on uh, Karina or the uh, Blue Voodoo group, you can uh, always go to the bluesinthebloodcom website, and you'll find a hyperlink there. By the way, they do have sites on myspace.com as well. All right, my friends, let's continue with our uh, interview with Buzzy Jackson, the author of A Bad Woman Feeling Good. And Ma Rainey is described in your book as a real character. Um, she was one of the few early blues women, I believe, to make it uh, all the way from the rural minstrel shows to the recording studio. So for our listeners out there, uh, Buzzy, describe a little bit about her. Was, was she uh, the epitome of the bad woman feeling good? Yeah. yeah, Ma Rainey was a true character. I mean, she's a real original. She performed in, uh, she started out in essentially traveling minstrel shows. Um, but these were minstrel, this is in the time when minstrel shows were actually performed uh, by and for African Americans. Um, and she really performed throughout her career exclusively for African-American audiences. Um, she was from the South, and she mostly just, she was pretty much confined to the South in terms of where she toured. Um, but she would uh, tour with this group, the Rabbit Foot Minstrels. She and her husband, uh, known as Pa Rainey, were, would do a little show that was kind of vaudeville-influenced, um, they would do sort of comedy skits interspersed with songs. And part of the humor about Ma Rainey was her appearance. She was, um, she was a big woman. She had, uh, she had gold teeth, <laughs> kind of big gold teeth. She, had, uh, she wore just sort of ropes and ropes and ropes of fake pearls and feathers. And, you know, maybe a, a good way. 
way to sort of imagine what she looked like is if you imagine a real sort of country sort of drag queen, what they would wear. <laughs> That's kind of what she looked like if you see pictures of her. And her audience just loved her for this because, you know, she wasn't traditionally beautiful woman, yet she constantly was asserting how sexually uh, appealing she was, how much power she held over the men in her audience, including her husband. Um, and, you know, she just kind of uh, went out there and sort of made it her own, and people just really responded to this um, kind of bossy, um, very funny, uh, and very sort of warm and earthy sort of personality. And... Um, they just loved her for it, you know, and, and she really, I think she really sort of set a precedent for blues women of, you know, the sort of unorthodox-looking woman who still claims her sexual appeal, you know. I think that was one of the most important things about her. And, of course, she had this terrific voice, which was this huge, deep, um, incredibly emotionally expressive voice, and um, that, was, that was also, you know, powerful in its own right. You know, Buzzy, I really thought it was unusual, but I was reading the liner notes of the great blues woman Geneva Magnus off of her uh, new CD, Do I Move You? And uh, in here she's quoted, and this is really um, quite amazing considering uh, our topic, but she says, Some say that the blues ain't nothing but a bad woman feeling good. Uh, Those were words spoken about Ma Rainey, Bessie Smith, and a host of other hard-living women. Folks today might call them hussies. Bold and outspoken, controversial, brazen, rule-breaking women who owned their own ground. Hussies. A woman who won't be bound by social conventions. Not for long, anyway. Hussies. We love loud, weep and moan, rage and wail until the sun rises. Never give up, and after that, just try again. Uh, Then she goes on and says, that makes me one. I'm not afraid of my age, my sexuality, my truth. Most of my girlfriends are hussies, too. This record is dedicated to all the hussies, young and old, and in between. And uh, Geneva's one of my favorite blues women out there. And let's play one off of that very CD. Here's I Can't Stop Crying. Last night I cried myself awake. I was swimming in the middle of a big salt lake. And I can't stop crying. Well, I can't stop crying If I ever stop crying I'm afraid I'm gonna catch on fire I heard my baby say I'll set you free Your tears don't leave enough room for me well, I can't stop crying Hell, I can't stop crying Well, if I ever stop crying I'm afraid I'm gonna catch on fire my skin gonna be trouble no matter who wins and I can't stop crying well I can't stop crying if I ever stop crying wait I'm gonna catch on Too much and I can't stop crying Well, I can't stop crying If I ever stop crying I'm afraid I'm gonna catch on fire Well, I can't stop crying I can't stop crying Well, I can't stop crying Well, I can't stop crying Well, if I ever stop crying Fire. 
morning I got rambling on my mind mm -hmm. oh, I'm gonna leave here this morning Tell you I got rambling on my mind I'm gonna take all of my troubles Ooh, I'm gonna leave this misery That light shine down on me That uh, last song was Montgomery by Jan James and Craig Calvert. That was from uh, her CD released called Limousine Blues. You can uh, get that complete download of Limousine Blues at, at their download store at www.janjames.com. I wanted to thank Buzzy Jackson for joining us on the uh, Women in Blues Part 1. She Once again, she's the author of A Bad Woman Feeling Good and Buzzy, thanks so much for spending the time on this special Part 1 Women in Blues podcast. Your book is really entertaining and informative and is really a treasure for anyone interested in the history of the blues, particularly blues women. You know, it's easy to find books about men, but finding an excellent one about lots of women is a real treat. Buzzy, thanks so much, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing you at the uh, on, on Part 2. And, of course, um, if anybody would like to purchase A Bad Woman Feeling Good, you can go to Amazon.com. Thanks again, Buzzy. Well, thank you, Dave. I, you know, I think it's great that you're doing this show. And see, this is another example of technology assisting the blues. This is a way for blues fans uh, internationally to sort of come together and find each other and continue to create an audience for this great music. Thanks again, Buzzy. All right, next up, uh, let's hear from Chicago's blues queen, Coco Taylor. This is uh, Stop Watching Your Enemy off of her 1990 Jump for Joy Alligator Records CD. And by the way, there's a great article on Coco in this month's Blues Review magazine. After Coco, you'll hear Detroit Women. They're off of uh, DWMC Records. Uh, this was They were formed by four-time Grammy-nominated singer Kate Hart. Uh, she formed this group of top women singers in the D Detroit area. Uh, each one of the women sing lead while the others provide backup vocals. So they kind of rotate around for each song, and it really made it kind of tough picking a song to pick off their CD. But here's a man-sized job off their Sassitude CD. <laughs> Yeah. 
right, thanks, Detroit Women. I appreciate you sending me that CD. We're going to slow it down a little bit and hear Michelle Lundeen. You know, she's been dubbed as the Queen of Steam, and uh, she's a powerful and soulful vocalist from California. Folks, Michelle is one busy blues woman, and that's why we're here to celebrate uh, everyone's contributions, but especially hers, too. You know, this is this song is The Song Inside Me, and it's off of the uh, CD of the same name. Uh, Michelle is uh, not only, you're going to find out she's a one heck of a singer, but she's also been an editor and a publisher for a Blue Society newsletters for over a decade. She's uh, the editor for the internationally distributed Blues Festival Guide. She's also involved in uh, the local Blues in the Schools program in her area. And uh, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm getting tired just talking about all this stuff. But Michelle, thanks for all you do and your contributions to the Blues. Following Michelle is going to be... Uh, a very an, an excellent group that's a good example of um, great blues women. If you have a group that has songs like Dump That Chump, Bitch With A Bad Attitude, uh, You'll Never Get Me Out Of Your Mind, or songs like Wild Women Don't Have The Blues, or There's Lightning In These Thunder Thighs. Well, that's the uh, one and only Sapphire, the uppity blues women. And they're going to end the show, for part one show, with singing... You can have my husband. It's off their Alligator Record CD, Live and Uppity. Here you go.
consumed with worry. If you hide, oh yeah, hold your breath. Then life goes on, life goes on, life goes on without you. And, uh, your chance on words, there's nothing left. I will not go. Coco Taylor record a few years back.
That wraps up the 24th Women in Blues Part 1 show for the Blues in the Blood podcast. You know, I can't believe this show is almost over. Thanks to all the blues women out there for all their contributions. You know, the toughest part of the show was not being able to include everyone. I did want to uh, give special thanks for production assistance to LB. And special thanks to Document Records, Alligator Records, Northern Blues Records, IODA, the Independent Online Distribution Alliance, Podsafe Music Network, and Radio Submit. Special thanks to Buzzy Jackson for our very first Blues in the Blood interview. Also, special thanks to Karina Grayson, Michelle Lundeen, Jan James, and the Detroit Women for sending me their music. It sure is easy finding music when you send it to me. And thanks to Michael Allen uh, from the Crossroads Blues Gallery in Kansas City, Missouri. So, Now that uh, they've done their part, what can you do to keep the blues alive? Support these blues women. Go see their shows and by all means buy their music. Thanks so much for tuning in to the show. Don't forget to swing by the bluesintheblood.com website every now and then. I've just added a new page that has listener quotes and comments about the show, and I'd love to add yours. If you have suggestions or comments, please email me at dave at bluesintheblood.com. There's also a link to our official bluesintheblood.myspace.com site. Hey, help spread the word about the show and be on the lookout for the upcoming special Women in Blues Part 2 podcast for the second part of March. I'm putting it together now and it should be a great one. Until the next show, I'm Dave Harrison reminding you to keep the blues alive and keep the blues in the blood.